Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 87 or 88. Right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are, positively different radio in the morning. You're with Lyle and... Minnie. Minnie. How are you this morning? Look, I'm good. I think I'm, I start to lose my voice, I've noticed, because I sing a lot on the way here. Okay. And every time I get here, I'm like, oh. I think I don't sing right. Like, I don't have a sore throat, but when you're just like, eh, eh, that's it. So you're singing <laughs> from your throat and not your diaphragm then? Yeah, look, I actually, yeah, yeah. It's probably, probably a symptom of singing in the car. It could be. It could just be, yeah, many, many factors. Look, I'm not a singer, but I sing. You know what I mean? Like some people, God has given a natural gift of music. Uh-huh. Now I sing. I think everyone should sing. Yes. I think some people, yeah, just naturally, <laughs> it's more pleasant for others to listen to. So you're a car shower kind of singer. Yeah. I mean, I'll sing in church. I like. I will. You're one of these kind of people that when I'm overtaking them on the freeway and I look across, oh yeah, and I'm it's just jamming like, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah just, just absolutely <laughs> going for it. That's the one. Um, but yeah, what about you? How are you feeling this morning? Oh, amazing. Hey. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the. Look at the. Oh, no, no, I can, outside. I, I mean, concur. I know. was like, maybe there's a particular reason. I how don't could, know. How could life be better than what it is right now? I concur. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, God is ruling on his throne. He's ruling on earth. He's ruling in my heart. So how could life hey, be better than that? There we go. That's the one. I concur, totally. Good. What okay. are you thankful for? What am I thankful for? Oh, so many things. Um, you know did what? Did you freeze over the weekend? I did. <laughs> but I was in the coziest jumper and I was hanging out with people the whole time. So I really can't complain. Yeah, there's no such thing as bad weather. There's just not enough clothes. Look, I'm not convinced of that. <laughs> <laughs> but I do hear what you're saying. But yes, I think... Um, For those of you who don't know what's going on, we broadcast from Newcastle and Newcastle just got hit with wintergeddon over the weekend. Yeah. So it was rather brisk. Yeah. But it was beautiful. The days were still lovely and sunny, which is the ideal. Absolutely. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Positively different news. What do you have? Okay. So, okay, this, I just need to give you some context of why I was like, this is such a cool story. Um, Because recently, one of my units for uni this year is on ICT and learning. I think ICT is a great thing, um, but I think as a society... We it's kids have it too much, and so I've been like, man, kids need to be able to like be outside and like think of new things and da da da. Anyway, so during um, COVID lockdown and summer holidays over in Wales, an uncle and his son have built um, an, a father and his son or an uncle. uncle. So an uncle of so the uncle's name is Lee. Yes, and he has a nephew called Calden. Called him anyway. So Lee, the yes. uncle, and his son Charlie, okay, yeah, yes, have built Calden um, a roller coaster outside, a backyard roller coaster. Oh, I've seen a few backyard roller coasters. Oh, yeah. Cool, hey, they are amazing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They are so amazing. Yeah, and I was like, this is the coolest. Anyway, so basically, Calden was get like he was just real fed up with being stuck inside. You can't see your friends. It's just all boring. You know how kids can be like, oh, it's all boring. You know. Uh-huh. Um. But yeah, and so they were like, right, well. We're going to make you something. And so before Callan could even, you know, be tall enough to get in the roller coasters at, you know, different theme parks or whatever, he's always been fascinated. Yes. So he used to design his own setups on the computer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So also family context, Charlie, who is the 20-year-old son. Is it, is it the cousin? Are they cousins? The, uh, they are, um, yes, cousins. Yeah, okay, okay. So he's a bit older. I think he's about 20. Um, he... I'm pretty sure it was Charlie. 
Yeah, he passed his maths GSCE when he was 11, skipped A-levels and went straight to uni for maths and science. Okay. So he's got a, there's yeah, some yeah, yeah. smarts in there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> like, yep, and, next level um, smarts. Yeah, and Lee, the uncle, he also has a background in engineering. So these things do help um, do. for making it you know usable. But do they know how to actually weld things together? Well, I don't know. This one has been made with um, plastic piping. You know that really oh. thick piping? So it's not the one where you're dropping. It's like the tracks and then they're kind of sitting on top of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so anyway, so they designed So basically they said to Kellen, you design it, we'll find a way to build it. So they did. And it's 230 feet, which <laughs> I can't remember what the conversion is into meters. 70 meters, something like that? Yeah, okay. So it's a backyard 70-meter-ish roller coaster. Yeah, and 70, 80 meters, maybe 90. Yeah. Anyway, they love it. They reckon this whole thing has brought them together. And so their next plan is to build one that is full steel with a corkscrew and a loop. Um, okay, so this one doesn't have it. This one's just all gravity yeah. rather than... Yeah. yeah. Like, it's still, like it's still a cool setup. I think. Oh, yeah. I think. <laughs> um, I've seen a few of these backyard roller coasters where people just go nuts. Have you seen, have you seen ones where it goes through the upstairs window of the house and, down, <gasps> and then down the staircase? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. amazing. And then out the front door. <laughs> They're the best. They are the best. That's so good. <laughs> Imagine flying around on that when you were a kid. Man, I mean, is that like the kids, the, a kid's most ultimate backyard? Absolutely. Absolutely. You'd have so much equipment. fun staying at home. You'd be like, nah, bro, come over here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> instead of going to your friends. That's so cool. But anyway, I thought this was just a cool story of um, – and I think too, sometimes it's easy when kids are bored for adults to be like, oh, go, go, go make your own fun. But I love it. They go, you know what? We're going to work together with together. you. Yeah. Yes. And it's a skill that you're learning. It's like, okay, well, how can logistically we do this? You have ownership because you have to design it for, you know, at least in this story. Um, and then let's do it together and let's have some fun with it. Like, I just think everything about this is such a cool story. That is a very cool story. That is definitely a cool story. I, uh, yeah, that's, um, that's next level cool right oh, there. Oh, yeah. If I had the brain that knew enough about the maths and science behind it, I reckon it would be so much fun. I don't. Okay, so where are you going to build it, though, Minnie? Well, look, actually, that's... The backyard roller coaster. <laughs> where are you going point. to build the backyard roller coaster? Oh, look, I don't know. Okay, so do either of your parents have a, a two-story home? Nah. They don't. That's disappointing. But they both have a lot of land. Well, not a lot, but they have a bit. And when I was growing up, Chris, my big brother, he was really into mountain bike. Well, first it was BMXing, then it was mountain biking. So he used to just go and build his own jumps, like out in the backyard. So you could actually just design. So, so Chris can build stuff. You Chris can design can it. Stuff. You've just got to figure out where to put it now. Mm, there we go. There we go. And also get us in the same spot. Maybe, the maybe, <laughs> maybe once you have finished your teaching degree, right? Mm. Mm. Once you finish your first assignment, the school that you're going to sign for, <laughs> uh-huh. this will be the practical project for your students. Design and build. Get Chris to come yes. in, get him involved. Um, you know, get your metalwork class, your woodwork class involved. I like everything about this. And build a roller coaster that comes in through the up window, upstairs window, <laughs> down the staircase, out the front. Heck yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is going to be amazing. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, so, so another story moving on. In Iowa, so recently they've had a massive storm. Um, I don't know if it was a cyclone or a hurricane. Anyway, they had a massive storm. It went for like 14 hours. It was crazy. Um, heaps of people have been affected. And there is a local restaurant owner who has provided hundreds of free meals daily to victims, like just in the area. Someone said, I mean, I've got a few things, and he's providing up to about 400 free meals. And I'm like, that's that's a lot. Um 
And what I love about him is he was just saying, it's terrible right now. We have a lot of people still without power. We're just trying to make sure we can do what we can as a company to make sure we did our part. Um, you know, if, if it was me with nothing, I'd hope that someone would do something. He's been offered 15 catering jobs and he's declined them all. Oh, but, wow. Yeah, because he's like, people still need help. We need to help them. And look, to be fair, some people have donated to help them keep this going. Yes. Um, but he's like, look, while people are still not donating, we're going to do what we can. And I was like, whoa, go you. You know, it's amazing that people like this in our world today. And because that's, that's often hard. Like if you've been smashed and you have the opportunity to get some money, some people would look at this and say, no, that's irresponsible, right? It's like, but he... He has a calling He has a calling from God here and he has recognized his calling and he's seen what needs to happen mm. and he has followed that calling. Absolutely. Regardless of whether he's a person of faith or not, he has followed that calling. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's what's most important right here is that, you know, we follow God's calling on our lives regardless of whether other people see it as irresponsible or not. Mm. Because mm. ultimately it will be seen as the most responsible thing. And here we are on the other side of the world telling this story exactly uh, about what this individual is doing. To me, that shows that he has you know, done the right thing and acted in a responsible way. Mm. Absolutely. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Joining us in the studio this morning is Kelvin Langman, and Kelvin is uh, our expert on all things uh, w- weird, wild, and wacky, and obscure in the Bible. And so, uh, from time to time, when Kelvin has a day off work, he loves to come and join us here on Faith FM and share for us something obscure in the Bible. Kelvin, what have we got today? Morning. How are we? We are blessed. We're good. Um, yeah. I'm going to do something a bit different, and I'm going to talk about numbers. Oh, okay. So we have spoken about a couple of different types of numbers before, but I'm going to talk about the big kahuna. I'm going to talk about 144,000 today. Oh, controversy. Let's, let's, Let's go there. Let's go there. Get your mathematics out of the bag and unpack it, because we're going to look at it. All right. Cool. Let me get my calculator. I got my calculator. Everybody has a calculator these days. It's I've wonderful. I've got a phone, yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yep. My teacher always taught me you need to learn math because you will not have a calculator in your pocket all and the it's time. It's a lie. <laughs> and I found out it was a lie. Um, yes. Okay. okay so 144,000. So what do we know so far about the 144,000? Like- uh, from numbers, we've got 12,000 from each tribe. Mm-hmm. Yep. And how many tribes? 12, 12 tribes. Okay. So, so far, we've Except got 12 14. times 12. Mm-hmm. Which is 144. Except there's 14 tribes. What? Uh, well, mm, <laughs> we, we, we need a biblical adjudication. Yeah. We need to go to Revelation chapter 7. All right. What do we find in Revelation chapter 7? We find 12 tribes. Yeah, so out of the 14, bop, bop, two miss out. So uh-huh. we're That's back right. to 12. Yes. Indeed. Oh, we've got an extra one, extra, uh, well, we've got extra two added in, kind of. So what, why have we got two that miss out? Okay, so I'm going to give my answer right here, and I'm keen to find out whether your answer concurs with my answer. (laughs) Um, Dan is missed out. The tribe of Dan is missed out in Revelation 14, 144,000. There's no tribe of Dan. The reason for that is because Dan was on the northern border of Israel. Dan was uh, very closely associated with Phoenicia and was the first tribe typically to accept Phoenician gods. Every time they went into apostasy, it would start with Dan and then it would filter through to the rest of Israel. So they were kind of the instigators. Very small tribe, but they were the instigators. All right, so that's Dan. uh, uh, The other one was uh, Ephraim, 
Ephraim is missed out. This was the largest of the Israelite mm. tribes, the largest and the most powerful. It was, in fact, the nation of Israel was often called Ephraim. It was shortened yes. just to Ephraim. They just call it Ephraim. Or they would call it Mount Ephraim. So you'd have you know Mount Zion versus Mount Ephraim, which was Judah versus Israel. And uh, what would happen is Dan would get things started. They would instigate things, and then Ephraim would make it national. Mm. The Bible says Ephraim is given to idols. Let him alone. His probation has closed. It's mm. pretty strong words. So that's kind of uh, – I'd be interested to uh, – Hear Kelvin's thoughts on this. Well, I'm I'm concurring with that. From what I've read, um, they, being the naughty boys, were not included. But so, who were the two that replaced them then? Oh, okay. So uh, the tribe of Levi, and you mentioned the, yes, Manasseh. Manasseh. Yep. Now Manasseh no. was about one of the original ones. It was Levi and Levi and uh, why have I gone blank on this one? Um, I thought it was the son of oh, Joseph. Or it was sons. Joseph. Uh, okay. I've got to look it up in Revelation 13 <laughs> now. This is, this is uh, anyway, Revelation not 13, Revelation 7. Yeah, so the, the two baddies were left out and two others were substituted. But there That's was right. 12 was kept. Why 12? What's oh, the significance of, of 12? It was, it was Joseph and Levi. Mm-hmm. Joseph and Levi added him. Yep. So you've still got your 12. All right, so the significance of 12. Let's talk about the significance of 12. Go for it. Yep, so what have we got in the Bible that talks about 12? Like in the Old Testament, we've got Uh, 12 tribes of Israel. Yes. We've got how many rods mentioned? The 12 rods? Yes. How many stones are there in the breastplate? Of the high priest, there are 12 stones. Yep, plus you've got the Urim and Thummim. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, 14. Yep. Hmm. So we've also got in the New Testament, mm-hmm. 12 is mentioned as well. Yes. You've got the disciples. 12, 12 disciples, yes. Uh, who become the 12 apostles. 12 apostles. Right. And then we've got... 12 gates. Yeah, the 12 mm-hmm. gates. On the New Jerusalem. That are built on the 12 foundations. Ah, yes, 12 mm-hmm. foundations. Mm-hmm. All the different stones. Okay, so the walls are 144 cubits thick. They are 12,000 furlongs in length and breadth and height. So it's a cube. Yes. Um, What other 12s have we got? You've got, ah, above the pearl gates. I could could dispute something there. On top, you could probably could. On top of the, (laughs) you could dispute anything. Um, On top of the pearl gates are 12 names. What are the 12 names? Ah, the 12 names of the 12 tribes. Yes. So we see here compounded over and over and over Mm. is the number 12. It's really um, bringing home. Because the 144,000, 12 times 12. Yep. So there are lots of 12s. Lots and lots of 12s. Um, And also the Bible talks about. Well, Jesus in John chapter 11, verse 9, he said, Are there not how many hours in the day? Are 12 hours in a day? Mm-hmm. Yep. So the biblical example is that the sun rules over the day and there are 12 hours. So 12 is often signif- significant with ruling over or judgment or prevailing. So the other thing, um, the moon also prevails over the night. For 12 hours. So the night. moon is prevailing for 12 hours. Yep, you're correct. Now, some might argue that that's going to vary uh, as to whether it's summer or winter, but I would argue in return that it averages out to 12. Yes. Yep. 
over the year. It's exactly 12. Mm. Yep. So now we need to, we've got the 12 tribes of Israel, but the 12 tribes of Israel start where? With 12, son, 12 sons of Joseph. 12 sons of Joseph. And who was their father? 12, sorry, 12 sons of Jacob. Jacob, yep. And their father is Jacob, yes. Oh, who is Jacob's so, father? Yep, so Jacob mm. became Israel when? When he when wrestled with the angel. He crossed mm. over the river to, to Brook, Cherith, I can't remember what it was called. He crossed over the, the little brook and then he wrestled. What did he do? Well, he was wounded in that wrestle. Mm. He and he, he was, was incapacitated. He wrestled with God. He, he wrestled with God, go. and he and 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 after being incapacitated, he just hung on and yep. refused to let go. He would not give in. And and, yep. and and God was like, "No, let me go. Let me go. The light's coming. I've got to, I've got to get out of here." Yep. And he's like, "I will not let you go Until unless you bless me." So you would think God would be stronger than a man, wouldn't you? How is it that a man? can prevail or can hang on when you're wrestling with God. Is not God infinitely powerful? God is infinitely powerful. This and, is always and, something and, I've and, struggled and, with. And, and in this one, Jacob hung on because God allowed it. Yeah. Yes. I think I tend to think it's through when God comes down on our level, right? Yeah. Like, I, and I, it's one of those things where I see that God wanted Jacob to hang on. Mm. Mm-hmm. He was hoping, um, I really, really hope this guy hangs on. And he does. And I think it's important because his name was changed from Jacob to Israel because the name Israel means God ruled or God prevails. Mm. Now, in this story, yes, God does prevail or God does rule over, but it's actually Jacob who becomes Israel who prevails. So it's a, an interesting play on words here. Um, and in Psalm chapter 73, verse 1, it says that he received the name Israel after he had wrestled with God. As a prince hast thou power with God and with man, and hast prevailed. So coming back to Revelation, we've got this 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12. And everywhere you go, it's all about prevailing. Mm. Do you not know that you are more than? Conquerors. 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 We're not just conquerors. Oh. We're more than conquerors. <laughs> we prevail. Well, yes. I was picking something up here. Yep, okay. yep, yep, yep. I'm, a, I'm, I'm ahead. Okay, well, you can skip ahead if you want. Um, yeah, so we've got this compounding effect mm. happening all the way through. So what I want to do now is share, um, when we have a look at Revelation chapter 7, I want to show you some other examples of... Um, 12 that are hidden okay so i'll give you just before we do that there's in revelation talks about holy 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 right so what's it referring to the three holies what why is it mentioned holy three times father son holy spirit holy is god the father holy god the son god the holy is the holy spirit wait wait how do you know this i've never heard this you never i've never heard i'm not saying it's wrong you've never sung that hymn (laughs) no no no, but i've never no i've i've always heard it explained that it's just um you know how like when jesus says verily verily it's just like yes yes that repeatedness i don't know is just like an emphasis yeah an emphasis 
Yeah. yeah like, when you repeat it twice, it's an emphasis. When you say it three times, it's referring to three why? specific. Why? How do you know? Well, that's just uh, well, as someone who knows he, <laughs> he we were in Greek and that kind of thing. When you mention three something three times, it's what's called an imperative. Right. So when we get on, ask, ask Kelvin. Yeah, ask Kelvin. He, he ask, ask Kelvin. When when we get onto the phone and we ring up the emergency services, you will often repeat it three times: emergency, emergency, emergency. We well, dial triple zero. Triple yes. Zero, zero, zero. Your three. See, Australia's got this figured imperative. out. Uh-huh. What's this with America and nine one one? Seriously, they messed it up. Yeah, they don't have that? an imperative. Okay, so when we have, a, turn your books with me, your Bibles, mm-hmm. Revelation chapter seven, and let's go right to the top there at number one. Yes, got it. Mm-hmm. So Revelation chapter seven, verse one. After these things, I saw how many angels? Four. Four. Standing at the how many corners of the earth? Four, four corners. Holding the four how many? Winds. Four. Yeah. Four winds. So we've got four angels. Four threes of twelve. Four corners. Oh. Four winds. <laughs> so here is a picture, a symbolic snapshot of the number twelve. Now, why? Why is this? Why is it mentioned here? Well, he's about to go to the hundred forty-four thousand, which is twelve times twelve. He's going to tie it in. Now, when we go back to Genesis chapter eleven, verse eight and nine, what does it say uh, at the Tower of Babel? Oh, even, oh, sorry, even before then. So God blessed Adam and Eve and said, go forth, be fruitful and multiply and... Populate the earth. Yep. Have Spread dominions. out. Have dominion, Spread yes. Out over so they were told to go forward and, and encompass the whole world. Mm-hmm. So here um, in Genesis chapter 11, there were those that didn't do what was instructed. So through the confusion of languages, God then promoted the whole earth you know, people to go forward. And we talk about the 12 tribes, 12 nations, um, 12 languages. Um, there's number 12 is quite significant, like with people groups around the world. Mm. Oh, and when you look at archaeology or when you look at, um, like in South America, there's an example. There's a courtyard. I'm not sure if it's Machu Picchu or one of those areas around there. And it has 12 headstones and they're all different nationalities of people from around the world. So even in ancient times, they recognised that there were 12 people groups. Yep. So getting back to Revelation chapter 7, look, we've got the four angels with the four corners and the four winds, like describing um, the three lots is, is, is God, right? So God is part of the dispersal, but God here is also talking about the people, and Revelation talks about drawing people back, mm. bringing people back. So yes, they go out, but the 12 is also significant because they come back. So when we are described as the, the, the 12 part of these, the 12, the 144,000, what, what's actually describing is that we come back to God, that we belong back to God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's actually compounding. I know it might be a bit unusual interpretation for some, um, but that's what I see Scripture leading and what I see... Um, some of the symbolism just in the, the numbers symbolism. there. So yes. we've got... Mm. We've got a, uh, a a drawing back to God with 144,000, and we've got you know God's uh, you know his 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 dominion, his rulership over the whole world and over the whole universe and over our hearts and our lives. Fantastic, Kelvin! Thank you so much for joining us here on Faith FM this morning. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. All right, now it is time for question of the day. Go for it, Minnie. Okay, so question. I was having a conversation with my friend the other day and we were 
wondering how you define why is God a jealous God? We normally associate jealousy with negativity. So how does this make sense? So in the Ten Commandments, you have God saying, I'm a jealous God. And then you also have that we shouldn't envy or, you know, that we, we tend to think jealousy isn't a very good thing. Yeah, jealousy, so what, what does this mean? jealousy is, um, let's, let me put it this way, jealousy as we understand jealousy today in uh, the context of our lives is something, it's, it's basically an attribute which a relationship cannot survive. Mm-hmm. Let me just put it out there. If there is, yeah, it's a, it destroys relationships. Uh, and this is something that a, a, a human – if you get a, a human relationship where jealousy is involved, it cannot survive. It is a matter of time before that relationship falls apart. Yes. It is, a, a, it is an awful thing. It is an insidious thing. It is based around insecurity. So a person becomes jealous when they become insecure, and then it results – it moves from insecurity to control. So when a person – uh, it starts off with insecurity, then they become jealous, and then the only solution they find for that is to control. So then with God, God has no reason to be insecure. So this is not the same jealousy. That's right. And God will never force. Mm. He will never control you. Okay, it's a very, very different kind of jealousy that we have when we're talking about God. This is not a, this is not, you know, you know, why would God be insecure about anything? So this is not God being insecure. So what is God being jealous about? Okay, so jealousy in the Bible, when the Bible talks about God being jealous, is uh, jealousy in relationship to salvation. Mm. So God wants you to be saved. And it's a little bit like this. You're either going to belong to God or you're going to belong to Satan. And God is jealous in that he wants you and everybody else to belong to him. Okay, so that is God's jealousy, is his desire to see you saved. Mm. Now, of course, if you become a follower of Satan, uh, and there are many different ways of becoming a follower of Satan, in the Ten Commandments, it specifically references you know, false gods and carved images and so forth, which was very much a way, you know, particularly in those days and even today, that people become a follower of Satan, even though they're not, they don't realize that. And so God uses that as a very tangible example of demonstrating why he is jealous over us. He is jealous because he is in a controversy with Satan and he doesn't want to lose any single one of us to Satan. He wants to save every single one of us. And God is so jealous in that respect that God died for us. Mm. You know, that's a very, very different kind of... I'm insecure, therefore I need to control you. No, this is a kind of jealousy where God's like, I'm going to give you absolute freedom Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be gutted if you don't choose me. Mm. Because it's also, yeah. It's self-sacrificing jealousy. Mm. It is self-sacrificing because he is prepared to sacrifice his own heart Mm. so that you can have freedom. Yeah. That's, that's Complete opposite. Have life. Complete mm. opposite of human jealousy. And, you know, if you're in a relationship where there is jealousy from a human perspective, go get some counseling. Your relationship won't survive it. Hmm. You have to get counseling if you're in that kind of relationship. It is critical. And the sooner you do it, the better. Go and do that today because if you put it off, it'll be too late. And that would be a disaster. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.